Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by The Mess, Tim Eaton. To be more like Tim, go to patreon.com slash Joe Show and become an official sponsor today. Uh, you got to say forward slash. We had a bit of a confusion last week with you and forwards and backslashes. And now this week you've chosen to go with a straight slash. Well, there is only one slash now on the keyboard I can see, which is a... No, there is a backslash. <laughs> You're listening to The Marler Show It isn't on the radio It's a podcast, fool You listen anywhere you go The Joe Marler Show Um... Oh shit, we've got to do a welcome, yeah. Oh right, yeah, sorry, I was just confused. I wasn't expecting us to have to do a welcome back. Um, But it turns out we slash you did fucking spiffingly well last week, Dan. So we'll go with a welcome, really. Welcome back to the Joe and Dan Rugby Show. Obviously the title is still very much a work in progress. But hopefully we should get nailed by the end of the season. Um... Well done, well done last week, Dan. Very, very popular, actually. You seem to have won over the, the rugby public and convinced them that you're actually a nice guy. Uh, thanks, Joe. Uh, I am a nice guy in this relationship. I'm good cop. You can be a bad cop. Does that work for you? Anyway, back to uh, the show. We've got a message from a Derek Hill, and it says, Have you thought about the Dan and Joe rugby show? Because at least that way it rhymes. Oh, yes, I see what he's done. He's flipped our names. What do you think about that, Dan? Yeah, as head billing. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. I'm not sure about the rhyming. Well, it rhymes, but like <laughs> like whether we should have it because it rhymes. You know what I mean? Like, not a great selling point, to be honest. I quite like the fact that you're first. So it's more your show. Um, so maybe, maybe. Alphabetically it works, but, you know, your, it is it is your show. I'm a guest slash lesser partner to it. No, it's our show, Dan. It's our, our show. Our or ours. Our, is it our or ours? Ours. Our show? Ours show. Could be an ours show if you want. It is an ours show. Anyway, another suggestion from Lynchy. Got another suggestion from Lynchy. I'm sorry, this is just getting worse and worse. I'm eating a whole fucking pack of grapes during this record. (laughs) I was wondering, I can't see you, so I was just wondering what you were slobbering on. (laughs) Slobbering on, I'm sorry, how? Right, we've got one from Lynchy here saying, props to you, the tight and loose show. Fucking hell, we're really struggling. I thought we were bad at this. Turns out the listeners are worse than us. Dan, as uh, you were so excellent on last week's show, I think it's important that you read out these reviews. Uh, unfortunately, I know you too well, and you can be somewhat, uh, how do you describe it, rude and dry and lacking lacking emotion 
emotion or sentiment. So we're going to whack some music to this while she read the reviews, please. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll read them. The first one's from Martin Dunn, and he says, More of the Joe and Dan show, please. Thank you, Martin, for that review. In depth. <laughs> Oh, it could sound a little bit more sincere. So it's, it's I, I don't, I don't take um, compliments that well. Um, so I'm sorry, listeners, um, but that's just what it is. Um, Rabbit knows one. Love the Joe and Dan episode of the Joe Marler Show. Definitely need more of these. Well, this is number two, so you're getting that. Philip Brown, we need a rugby podcast with you and Dan on a weekly basis. The pilot episode was great. Fist emoji, thumbs up emoji. <laughs> what does that mean? Why are you reading out the emojis? Well, I'm just letting you know that there are emojis that include them. Philip Brown, down with the kids. Brilliant. Chris Hodgson, brilliant. I can listen to Dan and Joe all day. Please continue this beautiful partnership. I want more. Thank you, Chris. We're, we're providing your needs. Arisha Carter, so funny. The chemistry, love it. Go on, do more. I dare you. Hang on a minute. I've just had a message in here. Social media, I've been trawling through it and now I've had one pop up. It's not quite a review, but it says, Understanding that the Cola Bear's love for retro cars, Cola Bear spelt with a K for some reason, and with a hyphen actually, there's a hyphen in it. It goes Cola hyphen Bears. Love for retro cars. What's the best car a new driver needs to get in order to get action? (laughs) Well, my first car was a Kermit Green Ford Ka. I think it was an S-Reg, and that served me incredibly well over the, the year that I had it. What what, what 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 do you mean it served you incredibly well? It got me from A to B, um, <laughs> A to B to... Yeah, no, it was a great car. I've seen the pictures you back driving in your Kermit Green 4KA, mate. Yeah. You were definitely getting plenty yeah. of courtmanship, courtingship, courtships. You were yeah. getting through plenty of courtships in that little KA of yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay joe maybe we should talk um some rugby as that's what we and the listeners really want to know about friday night where were you i was in my house why were you at home in your house and not at franklin's gardens representing the mighty quins <laughs> yeah i was in my house uh rather than being oh fuck it am i answering the truth and the false one we'll go with the truth first then shall we okay i was at home in my house were you internally disciplined i was internally disciplined and stood down for the game on friday night because of a misdemeanor that took place between myself and the team on monday this misdemeanor what did you do? I went AWOL. We're getting a bit in-depth here, aren't we? Were we covering some emotional ground? you need some... Are you all right? <laughs> You've gone away AWOL before, haven't you? And you missed a tour to Australia, so I'm just checking you're all right, Joe. Are you all right? That was quite a big AWOL, wasn't it, that one? Uh, this was just a Monday... This was a Monday AWOL. Okay, so the official tag is I was stood down for the game because of not turning up to training on Monday and... Uh, not letting anyone know so I let my team down I let the club down and uh, I was punished accordingly rightfully so and that was my punishment so yep 
hopefully hopefully i'll be available well i will be available for selection but hopefully i'm not um deselected for the rest of the season okay we'll hold you to that uh because i heard a rumor that you were in fact um brushing up on the rugby laws especially around the scrum as apparently your next move is into refereeing the scrum i don't know if anyone hasn't seen it's your little relationship friendship with Razzy Rasmussen 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 what's going on there every time I read something by him it's about you you're such a cynical bastard why can't you just appreciate that it's just a true true friendship two kindred spirits from across the world just knowing each other having never actually physically uh properly met each other it's like it's like a weird sort of online relationship like me and him met on tinder or plenty of fish or one of the other dating websites and uh it's just blossomed ever since with our our love for anarchy and rugby so don't have no beef there's there's room for both of you in my life dan do you actually communicate with him or do you just communicate via the media yeah no we we send uh we send each other messages every so often but most of it is is via the media yeah the daily mail yeah. Well, actually, come on then. Let's actually think about this. Open it up a little bit. Do you agree with his suggestion that there should be a scrum referee? Because it can be such a minefield for the referees these days. Or do you just go, no, they should just learn to get better at calling it right? I think, like to be honest, the referees do a all right job. And they're going to get some wrong. They get some right, like most right. A scrum ref, you might find, if he's a tight head, say, this is what I was thinking, like, as a tight head, I'm probably going to more look to penalise loose heads and say for instance you might be more willing to penalise tight heads so then you get the biases in about what you know our positional biases in or the fact that you might not like somebody so you just ping them whereas like the referees are fairly neutral they haven't played tight head loose heads so they just go and referee what they see and to be honest they do a decent enough job and I don't know if bringing on a scrum referee would really help too much you know what I mean like especially if you're just big call at the end of the game are you going to bring on a you know especially the referees had the flow of the game all game and then you bring on a minute to go 30 seconds to go there's a scrum in front of the sticks yeah but it would be so good mate if you were a scrum ref we could make it like proper proper wwe style where you've got like entrance music as well to the field and you just hear this like like stone cold the smashing glass like fuck you it would be like stone cold yeah we've both got knee braces on elbow braces and like shuffling down <laughs> shuffling onto the pitch like yeah i just like the fact that he's coming up with some different ideas i actually think scrummaging should be an Olymp- olympic sport mate fuck me going to the oh. olympics you've got like you could probably have two specialist scrum refs one on each side and it's eight blokes just pushing you've got like a mark in the middle you don't need a ball no one cares about the ball you mark in the middle and then basically it's one team pushes off the other. There could be a time restriction of like a three-minute scrum. See so who gives up first. Are you finished? I don't have to be. I have not seen you so animated and excited as much as I've just had to fucking put up with. I've, I've not seen that in a long, long time. It just sounds like you're there waiting for a full erection before you can finish your job, you 
dirty old git. Why are you lying on the floor, Dan? Oh, just just so I can see down the tunnel. Yeah, scrum's over, mate. Can you get off the field? Why has the scrum ref had a change of outfit? Clearly, uh, you're not in agreement with Razzie's uh, suggestions, but you don't mind that he's putting it out there and saying something different. I think it's good that he is, as I say, bringing solutions to the game and trying to keep moving forward and keep entertaining. I'll pass on your best wishes, shall I, Dan? Let's have some ads. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Those were the ads. Anyway, uh, Dan, unfortunately for you, you have to make your way out of Leicestershire for the first time um, in a long time, other than for rugby fixtures, of course, because that was a really shit drum roll. We've sold the live show out. It's out. It is completely sold out. And on last week's episode, you agreed that if we sold 700 tickets, you would come. Are you coming? Well, if you sold 700, where am I going to sit? No, 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 no. No, you prat. You don't need a ticket. You're a VI. You're a VVIP. You're a VVIIPP, actually. So is that a yes or a no? It's a yes or a no. Answer yes or no. Uh, y- Yes. Yes, I'll come. Yeah. I want to see this. How long did it take to sell out? It it took us six hours to sell it out. And I couldn't believe it. I thought Daisy's got the credit card and she's just fucking buying it all to make me feel better um, and justify putting on a live show that we haven't quite planned yet. But if you have bought a ticket and you're coming alone, make sure you get in touch because uh, there's going to be a seat available next to Dan for the entire evening. Is that okay, Dan? What? What's this person going to be doing? I'm I'm married, Joe. Anyway, I cannot wait. I'm so excited to see you on the 27th of September. Dan, back to the good, good shit. Let's get back to the good shit, which is the rugby shit. And this is your moment. This is your perfect moment to read the fixtures. Here's some more dramatic music. Friday. European Rugby Challenge Cup, Gloucester vs Saracens. Saturday, Highland Champions Cup, Munster vs Toulouse, La Rochelle vs Montpellier, and the mighty Leicester Tigers take on Leinster. <laughs> European Challenge Cup, we have Edinburgh vs Wasps, Lyon vs Glasgow Warriors. And on Sunday, we've got Racing 92 vs Sale Sharks. In the Heineken Cup, in the Champions Cup, in the Challenge Cup, we have Toulon vs London Irish. So, we've got a full-on weekend of rugby viewing, haven't we? Anyway, if you've been inspired by the Red Roses' unbelievable Six Nations Grand Slam from the weekend, then you might want to tune in to the Alliance. I used to not enjoy saying that word, mainly because it was associated with um, Sarri's. Fuck's sake, there's just so much bitterness. The Alliance Premier 15s are on this Saturday. So, Dan, here's another crash-bang wallop of fixtures from you. And a little bit more oomph, please. 
Exeter Chiefs versus Saracens. Gloucester Hartbury versus Wasps. Sale Sharks versus Darlington Roden Park Sharks. So Sharks on Sharks. Ooh, bit Shark on Shark action. Worcester Valkyries versus Loughborough Lightning. And Bristol Bears versus Harlequins. That that reminds me, I want to say a massive congratulations to the Slut Buckets, which is the girls' rugby team that we sponsor, because they competed in the Aberswith, Aber, Aber, Aberswith, Aberistwith, yes, Aberistwith Sevens over the weekend. So thank you very much for growing the show. Uh, I mean, the, the name, what do you think of the team name, Dan? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd like a bit more background into how they came to that. I bet you would, you dirty old perv. <laughs> right, let's get on to a more important story. My old mucker, Tom Youngs, retired last week. Talk to me, mate. How emotional was that at the weekend for you boys? Oh, yeah, it was It was big. Um, I'd say Tom, he... Uh, obviously announced in the press on I think the Wednesday um, we got told in the week that he was going to come and um, lead us out but no he was in the change room before the game was after the warm we came in he came in and yeah it was I say the whole team in there and he just spoke about you know how much he loved the rugby and how he'd love to make one more tackle one more um, carry but he can't and just to embrace every moment because we've got you know the best job in the world and um, he's obviously got a lot of stuff going off the field but it just makes you appreciate what a great thing we've got um, you know, to be able to play with your mates, and yeah, it was. I say there were boys in tears. Um, it sort of, it really didn't sort of strike me until we got onto the field. He led um, the team out with his daughter Maisie, but I say Oldford Road. I think it was pretty much a sellout crowd. Uh, everyone's on their feet, applauding him. And then I've only ever seen that once in my career. Not only in my career. I remember when the World Cup winners came back in like 2003 and Welford Road was then on its feet and surrounded that was the only other time I've seen like Welford Road like that um, just say as a thank you to Tom I think he I think he said recently in the press that he hated it but actually I think it's um, you know because it was all about him which he doesn't really like but I think it's you know the least of the club and sort of everyone could do to show their appreciation for what he is and the man he is and what he's been through what he's going through what his family's going through because say he's you know the fact um, he's got stuff going off the field. He never once, as a player, showed you know, as a captain. I mean, he, we were losing games left, right, centre, and he was captain. But he always turned up to work. He always got on with it. He always led by example. You know, we talk about you know what you want from you. You know, what's Leicester about? Like commitment, toughness, um, throwing yourself in there. And Tom Young's like he just epitomises all those you know values that Leicester as a club wants to wants to be um and yeah i think it's um he's an amazing bloke um father husband rugby player and i think if there were more people like him in the world it'd be a good place i could see and hear there mate the fondness that you have for him um but also the sadness in terms of he's not going to be there playing alongside you anymore and i think that says a lot about the bloke You've obviously grown up with him, Dan, and played alongside him for for club and country for years. I feel very lucky that I I got an opportunity to play with him for a few years at at England and salt of the earth guy, heart of gold, no nonsense, fucking nails. Jesus Christ, you didn't want to fucking get on the wrong side of him. There was a couple of times where I'd make a couple of jokes about his wonky eyes and I was like, oh, God, I'm not fucking going to get up from this. I am not getting up from this one. 
so I, I backed off a little bit and I, I shouted it from afar more than, <laughs> yeah nice yeah good, good throw mate how's that fucking wonky eye horrible looking fucker um <laughs> but just an incredible incredible human and all the plaudits and all the messages he's had on social media in the media from players current and and retired just a wonderful wonderful human i'll always remember when um we got kicked out of the world cup we were at penny hill and i was uh i was hiding in my room as most of us i thought were and then i snuck down to the team room to get myself a cup of tea and some epsom salts because i thought oh i'll treat myself to a nice bath tonight and you know put my feet up and just shut the world away because we've just fucking embarrassed ourselves in front of the whole fucking world in a home world cup and as i'm trying to sneak back he's i've been oi mola i was like oh fuck he's caught me and turned around and it was younger he's like what are you doing and i had a cup of tea in my hand and my epsom sort i was like oh i was just gonna go back for a put my foot fuck off mate come on we're all in the bar come on get on it let's go let's go and uh i'll always be very grateful for tom um doing that because we had a fucking great night and the stories off the back of that night have just lived with us for a long long time haven't they dan they have yes like his brother ordering like 75 moscow mules and then realizing there was no one there to drink them (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite ones about tom i mean there's plenty but it's, it's on the field and we played new zealand i think it's actually when we beat them in 20 when was that 13 something like that and he basically saw dan carter's head appear at the bottom of a breakdown and tom's like right i've got him so tom piled it as hard as he could and i think well he's retired now i think he went to knee him in the face basically unfortunately um <laughs> dan carter moved <laughs> and he got mike brown <laughs> Square in the nose, and all you hear is like, "Ah, fucking hell!" <laughs> you look at all the pictures. Brownie's nose is like on oh, an absolute wonk. It's been absolutely smoked off his face. And <laughs> like one thing I will say as well is, um, it just from a probably a more a bigger point of view, like we'll never know. Like I don't think anyone know, you know, what Tom's been through and his family's been through, and you know, when you see someone on the field. Cause he, you know, he probably took some stick as a bloke from, you know, a bad line all this kind of stuff. But it's more important things to rugby. So when people get stuck into rugby players about this, that, and the other, and you did this on the field, didn't do this, like just have some appreciation that there might be more going on in someone's life than what meets the eye. And um, you'll never know because the bloke will never tell you, and he just gets on with life and he just does it. You know, rugby's massive. Yes, we get it, but you know, family and everything comes first, and that's um, you know one thing he portrays. Here, here. Here, here. We love you, Tom. Not that he's going to listen to this, but we fucking love you. We love Tiff. We love Maisie. We love all the youngs. And I cannot wait to hopefully share a beer with him very, very soon. This, as we discussed at the top of the show, is the Joe and Dan rugby show. So this is an equal partnership. And I think you need to pull your weight a little bit more. Very weighty that you are so i know it's hard to pull but you need to pull your weight a little bit more can we get you on social media no right fuck me dead this is going to be hard work first of all why don't you have a social media i don't really see the point of you know previously had nothing to promote and no one really cares about what i've got to 
say or I don't want to be scrolling through my phone checking the opinions of a million people or getting down the wormhole of really interesting stuff that I don't need to I just need to chat to my kids you know several things to just pick up um on that answer from you uh first of all millions you're really shooting yourself high there like you'd have to trawl through millions of comments made about you so that's fine secondly can you look me in the eye or listen to me in the ear and say you have never been on a social media or you don't have a secret account possibly i don't have a secret account or a burner account i occasionally uh go on my wife's instagram to uh check but then apparently what you've been looking at doesn't it start linking the algorithm starts linking stuff to our homepage? so a bit weird when she's just got flash cars coming up on her thing just flash cars <laughs> is it <laughs> yeah uh just flash cars and gym workouts and stuff like that yeah. right well I, th- I think we might have to just change it a little bit mate like you've got to get with the times and i'm creating you a social media platform leave that with me um i'll, I'll do the bio for you i'll do all the i'll do all the legwork for it and um we'll probably launch it on friday like a big launch day you know the cola bear is out there or dan cole 69 or scrum till i die like what do you want to or fat phil mitchell <laughs> underscore fat grant mitchell 69 uh yeah something really cool like that no i'm excited to do that dan um you don't actually have the right to deny me doing that because i'll just create it anyway um okay, okay thanks joe yeah have you ever had a burner account uh joe have you ever had a you know fake account ever pretended to be someone you're not a catfish yeah i i have had a burner account a long time ago he's his name was called paul curzon or something it's like a it's like a cinema a local cinema in eastbourne no phil curzon phil curzon and he did it to abuse his teammates basically there was this one teammate who decided to take up food blogging around london and he would then comment on some of it and there was this one there what's the best burger in london and they put up this place of like gbk or something like that a burger joint and uh, you just saw Phil Curzon quote underneath saying, the best burger in London is my dick sandwiched between your mum's labias. <laughs> Popular account, it was. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, I'd like to say thank you ever so much for listening to the second instalment of the Joe and Dan Rugby Show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we need to come up with a better name, I think. Hopefully we can do a little bit more work this week and get more suggestions from our listeners but it's been great to go again it's been great to go get oh fucking dickhead it's <laughs> it's been lovely to go again dan oh, it's been great yeah i thought after week one we might not have anything to talk about but thankfully rugby is the gift that keeps on giving and you know i think we've we've done all right this week haven't we next week might be a challenge but we'll have to think of something else when you come out with one-liners like rugby is the gift that keeps on giving what more do we want perfect absolutely perfect anyway the next regular episode is out on wednesday tom will be back and we'll be talking to a bouncer or oh, i guess we're fucking bit remember that time me and you want to be bouncers dan yeah you get some take some notes all right see where see where there's a like if it's a void in the industry we could take over perfect all right 
I'll get my notebook out, yeah. If your fucking name's not Dan, you're not fucking coming in, you muggy little prick. Here, fuck off. Never understood why they call it Bouncer. Is it? Yeah, anyway. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Podcast Network.